Chapter 4 The Return I'm sure, my sister son, you have heard some tell the tale saying that Grendel's mother was an underworld god and that this, her own sword, was required to kill her. In some tales, the thunder giant is killed with a hammer made of thunder, or the god of lightning has his eye put out with a spear made of lightning. In many tales, swords are ensorcelled and enchanted, carved with magic runes of ancient power. But I ask you, if this sword were magic, why did it melt when exposed to blood? Surely this is a crucial failing in a magic sword? A sword that melts when you get blood on it? As useful as a magic candle that can only be lit in direct sunlight, I should imagine. Grendel's mother was larger than human in this story, but was she a giant? Or the ancient foe of giants, and vulnerable to weapons they forged to defeat such as she? Why did the one sword work, and the other sword not? Was the sword of a brother slayer a poor choice of weapon with which to defeat a child of Cain? Or did the situation simply require a sword as heavy as a blacksmith's anvil to do the job properly? Again, it all depends upon who is telling the story. At first, waiting at the mirror, the Danes felt eager and happy. They stood looking around the bottomless pool, looking down at the gory waters and expecting to see Beowulf resurface at any moment victorious. Then an hour went by, and they knew no one could possibly hold his breath that long. Then two hours. Then three. Then the sun set, and most of them went home to bed. The next morning, Queen Waeltheow and two ladies-in-waiting went at dawn into a meadow and gathered bunches of flowers to toss into the bloody mirror in memory of Beowulf. When they arrived at the pool, arms weighed down with bunches of flowers in white, blue, and yellow, a golden-haired young man stood there in a white tunic. As they soberly tossed their flowers into the now very still mirror to honor the vanished hero, shedding a few tears, the man asked, Ladies, why are you crying? Our would-be deliverer Beowulf is lost to us, and we seek to honor his memory, the queen began. Oh no, he's fine, the young man explained. He came back up an hour ago. He's gone back to Harrod for some food and dry clothes, and he's sending some men back here to carry Grendel's head back for him. The young men gestured towards something they had mistaken for a boulder. And so it was that it took four mighty Yetmen to carry the enormous, gate-mouthed, snaggletooth head back to the towering golden hall, skewered up the neck on four spears. By the time Hrothgar and Welthiau formally appeared in Heorot, the enormous head was hung up by the hair, and the Yeats and several of their Danish friends were busy getting day-drunk. 